Hello, friends. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. I'm so glad you're here. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, but first, I want to know what side are you on? Just kidding. I don't care what side you're on. Intern Stan, theme song. Enjoy it while you can, folks. That theme song is going away. Days are numbered. Its days are numbered. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode featuring the incredibly talented Corey Milbert, you'll know that uh, soon we will have a brand new theme song. I heard just a little preview of it just the other day, and let me tell you, you guys are in for a treat. It's going to... Blow your minds. That was the sound of your minds being blown in a very gentle way so that you can continue to think properly and listen to this podcast. Folks, something interesting happened this week, something fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that um, if you're listening to this comic book podcast, you might be familiar with it. Maybe. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, but uh, this this weird little film came out, this little indie film um called civil war right um i understand that a few people have seen it thus far and it's pretty popular a lot of people say it's pretty popular and i thought you know what i got to i got to find out what this is about what are these people talking about civil war that's crazy like in gone with the wind turns out yes very similar to gone with the wind uh, apparently the civil war was taking place during gone with the wind so I did a little Google research, searched Civil War, found out a lot about some just crazy stuff, just crazy stuff that happened in the, in this country uh, in the past, and uh, it did it did not seem as exciting as they made it seem in the in the television commercials. Um, but I finally I found a little bit of video and I, I was invested. I started um, I, I started watching as much as I could and and. And, you know, it was really interesting. Uh, nothing to do with comic books whatsoever. Um, and it, for like 11 hours, like 11 hours, I watched this thing. And it was this, uh, you know, real mellow, like banjo music and all these black and white pictures. And uh, and then finally, you know, at the end of it, the, the credits rolled. And I realized I watched Ken Burns' Civil War. Um accidentally i just sat and watched this thing transfixed for 11 and a half hours um realizing my mistake i immediately got up and uh showered because gross and uh went to the movie theater and watched the film uh which apparently it's not ken burns civil war but captain america's civil war and i gotta tell you this one was really long too. <laughs> it wasn't eleven and a half hours, but it was two and a half hours, maybe a little bit more. But you know what? Worth it. Absolutely worth it. It was a delight. It was an excellent, excellent movie. 
no no weird old-timey banjo music no black and white pictures um so it's got that against it you know but it was entertaining for what it was um I don't know if they consulted with Ken Burns. I imagine they didn't because it was completely different than what he he was talking about. Um, But it got me thinking, wait a second, I know of another civil war. A comic book civil war. And that's what we're going to talk about today. At least for this first segment and the second segment, we're going to talk a little bit about civil war. And then in the third segment, uh, as is traditionally the spoiler section, the spoiler region of Panel Riot. We're going to talk about the film uh, in depth, some problems I had with it, some things that I really enjoyed, and there will be spoilers. You have been warned, and you will be warned again. So don't at me. Jeez, I'm not even five minutes into the show, I'm already worked up, and that's including the theme song. Jeez. Anyway, so let's get into this. Let's get into the the Civil War comic, because it was a lot. It was a lot of comics. I believe it was like 107 or 108 different issues of various comics. It was a huge Marvel crossover. It took place in 2006 to 2007, written by Mark Miller and penciled by Steve McNiven. Um, They at least handled the duties for the main Civil War books, which I think, I believe there was eight of them. Um... And let me say right off the bat, a lot of people don't like this. They don't like, they don't enjoy the Civil War storyline. I think it's pretty good. Um, now, some of the things that a lot of people do is is out of character, but it, I think it depends on how you look at it. And, and that's something we'll get into um, down the line. But let's start at the beginning. And the beginning is Stamford, Connecticut. That's right, folks. In the shadow of the WWE headquarters, supervillains are living in a house. It's unforgivable. There are supervillains living in a house. They get it. They're taking out the trash. This can't be allowed. Nitro, Cobalt Man, Speed Freak, Cold Heart, they're all just hanging out in this house wearing sweatpants and eating TV dinners and that's you can't have that that is not allowed and you know who's going to stop them the new warriors that's right folks uh, Night Thrasher and Speedball and Nemorta and some other people whose names I don't know sorry to the new warriors fans out there I'm sure it's a very good book so they decide to attack him. They decide to attack these villains uh, at the at the house, and uh, I think it's worth mentioning that at the time uh, they were being followed around by a camera crew. They were part of a reality TV show because why not? It's 2006. Let's let's add some more social commentary to this book that is essentially a huge social commentary. Uh, long story short, name Morta attacks Nitro. Nitro's power is exploding. I don't know specifics or how he can do it more than once, but he sure does explode. And this time is no different. But he explodes bigger than normal. Big, huge explosion. He destroys several city blocks, and unfortunately, he had been punched into a school bus, which was right next to an elementary school. All these children are killed. 
Namorda's killed. Almost all of the new warriors are killed, with the exception of Speedball, who we will come back to. Um, and needless to say, it's uh, people aren't happy. They are not thrilled with what's going on. Um, as a result, bad things happen. Human Torch, beaten into a coma. He's he's hanging out outside of a Manhattan nightclub with the ladies, like you do when you are a younger version of Captain America. And you are he's beaten into a coma. It's terrible. Um, now, I feel it's worth mentioning that before this, uh, in The Amazing Spider-Man, there was a, a short storyline where... Um, Peter Parker has been working for Tony Stark. They went to Capitol Hill, and it was a preliminary discussion about the Superhuman Registration Act. And the general idea is they're defusing a bomb. Tony is heading this off at the pass before it gets too big. Well, with the Stanford incident, it's too big. There's nothing to be done about it. It's being signed into law immediately um, because the general public wants it. That's what they want. They want uh, they want protection. They want to know who these people are who are blowing up their babies. Um, as you may know, Captain America disagrees. Right? He has to because, you see, Iron Man is all for it, and then Cap disagrees, and then, then we have central conflict. It's great. Um, there's an amazing scene where he is disagreeing he's on a shield helicarrier and and maria hill who's super on board for this of course because shield um she moves to arrest him which is a little ridiculous because the it hasn't been signed into law yet but you know nobody's perfect uh and then cap just beats the crap out of a breathtaking amount of shield agents and specially kitted out agents known as cape killers who are trained and outfitted to well do what they say almost they they're they're supposed to bring them in they're capturing people who won't register essentially um so cap beats the crap out of everybody uh escapes and uh starts organizing the anti-registration side because, like I said, I mean, he opposes it, and we have to have central conflict, right? Um, we, there has to be a side. He can't just be like, well, that sucks. I'm going to go live in Michigan for a while, or whatever. I'm sure this will all blow over. No, he has to have a side. Um, so uh, he starts rounding up heroes, and originally he's got, like, uh, let's see, there's uh, Hercules, Bill Foster, who's the current giant man here, um, Luke Cage, Daredevil, who is Danny Rand, actually, at the moment, and not the Matt Murdock that we know and love. Actually, I don't know what he was up to. Falcon, you may be familiar with Falcon. Uh, Cable, the Young Avengers, Cloak and Dagger. Um, on the other side, Iron Man is also creating a team and this is a team to go and essentially round up the people who won't register and put them in prison make them register uh it's him it's mr fantastic and hank pym and when those three minds get together it is trouble especially when hank pym is calling himself yellow jacket because he is extra sassy and someone needs to have a word with him anyway doc samson she hulk is pro registration ms marvel carol danvers yeah that's right Carol Danvers, Ms. Marvel herself. Um, 
it's it's worth mentioning that uh, I don't know what side she's she's going to come down on in Civil War Two, but I am fascinated to find out. I am on board. Uh, and of course, Wonder Man. How could anyone forget about Wonder Man? One of the most beloved and important characters in all of the Marvel Universe, Wonder Man. Side note. Uh, I think it was a little bit of set footage or some pictures that leaked from the filming of the new Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, they mention Wonder Man. And guess who plays Wonder Man? Nathan Fillion! Nathan Fillion. I don't know if it's an Easter egg or if it's going to stick or whatever's going on, but hey, isn't that fun? That's a blast, right? Anyway, anyway, Wonder Man. Um, so uh, I- Iron Man and uh, Mr. Fantastic and all these great minds. Um, I Just a quick reminder, Mr. Fantastic is a huge dick. I know this is a family podcast, and you can, you can tell your kids that his real name is Richard or whatever. Mr. Fantastic is a... Not not very nice person. Um, anyway, so they're working on a prison for these superhuman combatants, the people that they're uh, they're kidnapping and, and catching and everything like that. And it's called uh, Forty Two. It is in the negative zone. That's right, folks. They made a prison in the negative zone because, of course, they did. Um, and it's called Forty Two because it was uh, apparently Tony Stark's forty second idea on how to improve the world. Sure, why not, Tony? Uh, as I mentioned earlier, has Peter Parker working for him. Now, I, I don't know if you guys know this, and, and and don't spread it around a lot, because, you know, not a lot of people know, and it's important to him that not a lot of people know, you know, contrary to what I'm about to tell you, but um, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um... So, Tony recruits Spider-Man, and of course, uh, he unmasks on TV. Yeah. Uh, the one person who has guarded his secret identity as close as, as possible, um, and has never publicly unmasked, uh, unmasks on nat- national TV. And he says, my name is Peter Parker, and I've been Spider-Man since I was 15 years old. Great. I'm sure that's going to work out super well for everyone involved. But speaking of things that are working out super well for everyone involved, folks, we are going to go to a quick commercial break, and uh, uh, we're going to hear a word from one of our sponsors. That is the definition of a commercial break. When we come back, we will have more Civil War, and we're going to kick things off with that burning question. I can hear it rattling around in your little domey domes What about the mutants? Stick around. I have a word of advice. Every year, colds cause a lot of sickness. Every year, they cause a lot of expense and time lost from work. Always regard a cold seriously. Always treat it earnestly. At the first sign of a cold, take Grove's bromoquinine tablets. Bromoquinine tablets are famous relief for the distress of a cold. Their efficacy has been fully established. Bromoquinine tablets go right to work on a cold symptom. They don't waste any time... They don't pull any punches. They quickly relieve the misery of a cold. They help reduce the fever of a cold. Thousands of people keep bromoquinine tablets handy all winter. Thousands of people depend on them as their relief for colds. 
No other preparation enjoys greater confidence than bromoquinine tablets. Follow the example of millions, and at the first sign of a cold, take Grove's bromoquinine tablets. Get them at any drugstore, a few cents a box. Ask specifically for Grove's, G-R-O-V-E-S, Bromo, B-R-O-M-O, quinine, Q-U-I-N-I-N-E, Grove's bromoquinine tablets. back we're back you know what the worst thing about commercials is the fact that they have to end what a fine product that was you should rush out and get it immediately i don't know what quinine is but i'm sure that you probably need it we're talking about civil war the comic series that's right folks it's the second segment we're not to the movie yet we're still talking about the comics you calm it down you calm it down have a drink relax Come on, we're in this together. It's cool, man. It's cool. Don't get all upset. Don't go posting angry messages on some angry message board where angry messages are posted angrily. There's no reason for that. Sit back, have a drink, and relax. We're halfway through. We're we're at the, the midway point. We're at the beginning of the midway point of this podcast. It's going to be all right. We're going to get through this together. Now, what did you want to know? Mutants? Let's talk about the mutants. The X-Men stayed neutral. Very exciting, right? Um, well, it was due to the decimation thing that happened after the, the whole House of M thing where uh, Scarlet Witch was responsible for the essentially the genocide of the mutant race. Um, nobody talks about that a lot anymore. Uh, but, you know, they probably talked about it enough. Who cares? Who cares? She's a very interesting character, uh, and I'm glad she's in Civil War and that they didn't just like execute her or whatever after the whole crazy House of M stuff. House of M, by the way, also a very good comic series that you should read, but we're not talking about that. We are talking about Civil War, specifically the Superhuman Registration Act. Wolverine didn't like it. Bishop, 100% on board. I'm sure they had their reasons. X Factor. Now, this was during the days of X-Factor Investigations. Jamie Madrox, uh, multiple man, was uh, leading X-Factor Investigations. Layla Miller was a thing. Uh, Wolfsbane, probably. She's always the part of X-Factor. Um, anyway, there was a, a mutant ghetto called, creatively, Mutant Town uh, in New York City. And that's where X-Factor had set up shop to, uh, to help their fellow mutants. Uh, one thing leads to another, and, I mean, th- th- this whole Superhuman Registration Act thing is specifically not good for mutants, because people didn't like mutants in the first place, and this just gives them a reason to kind of oppress them a bit more. Which, you know, that alone should have been a red flag for, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this, but whatever. Um, anyway, he decides to become, uh, er, rather, X-Factor decides to become the, the protector of Mutant Town. Mutant Town is now off-limits. Cape Killers will not be tolerated, so on and so forth. And that's X-Factor. That's just a couple of issues. Um, Wolverine. Now, uh, Wolverine had one of the more interesting storylines. He hunted Nitro. Uh, Nitro, who survived blowing himself up at Stamford. And uh, Nitro, who uh, in the past had killed Captain Marvel, like Marvel, like one of the original Captain Marvels, um, or led to it. I think there was a canister of gas or something that gave him cancer and a 
really bleak storyline. God, comics are super depressing sometimes. Anyway, um, he hunts Nitro. And Cap says, don't do it. And Wolverine's like, well, I'm probably going to do it. Or maybe it was Cyclops. Whatever. Somebody said that, and Wolverine went ahead and did it anyway. Um, he finds him hiding in a nice little cabin in the woods, which was bought and paid for. And he is uh, uh, discovered by Nitro. Nitro does his blow-up thing and reduces Wolverine to his adamantium bones. Now, we get a fun little regeneration issue where he describes the process, you know, what it's like, what comes back piece by piece, and eventually he's like, and the hearing comes back. Oh, and somebody's making a phone call. That's my Wolverine voice. Do you like it? Uh, Somebody's making a phone call, and basically he he finds out that Nitro's on mutant growth hormone, which was being supplied by damage control so that he would blow up bigger and damage control would get more business because they're like an, uh, they're a, an agency that cleans up after giant catastrophes, right? So like, I think they've been referenced in the cinematic universe or, or maybe on TV at least, um, specifically after the Battle of New York. I'm sure they made a crap load of money off of that. Anyway, um, before he figures out the whole damage control business, some Atlanteans show up and they take Nitro and they follow Nitro to Atlantis. And um, the general idea is Namor wants him there so he can take revenge for killing a member of the royal family, you know, Namorta. Uh, Wolverine uh, has to go underwater. He doesn't breathe underwater. He gets an Iron Man suit. They think it's Iron Man, and then he pops his claws, and then they know it's not Iron Man, obviously. Uh, it's it's a mess. It's a big, huge mess, and the whole thing is a great Wolverine story. And um, I, th- I feel like it, it gets lost in the whole Civil War thing, you know? But... He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't necessarily pick either side. He's just doing what he feels is right, which is trying to, you know, I, I guess avenge these kids and these people that Nitro killed, and um, and as a result, he ends up going after the head of Damage Control, and it's they fight, jumping out a window. It's crazy, and like I said, it's fun and it's a great Wolverine story. Go and check it out. So, um. The pro-registration side, Iron Man and his people, uh, started recruiting and reforming supervillains. That is not a misprint. I did not read that incorrectly. That is a thing that happened. Not great. Not not the best thing. The, le- the less said about that, the better. Um, this is where you get your Baron Zemo stuff and your Taskmaster and your villains. These are what the villains are doing pretending to be good guys um, due to one of the biggest bonehead maneuvers that Captain America, or not Captain America, that Tony Stark has ever, ever pulled off. And S.H.I.E.L.D. for that matter. And they do some dumb stuff. Some really dumb stuff. Now, one of my favorite things to happen in all of Civil War is uh, involves Ben Grimm. Um, he leaves the country. This... There's a there's a fight uh, about a transport and it crashes in Yancey Street and and all this crazy stuff happens and basically uh, a kid uh, who's a member of the Yancey Street gang is killed. Her name is C or his name. It it didn't identify male or female. Doesn't matter. Name is C C E E. Ben Grimm says this is insane. I'm moving to France and he does. 
he moves to France. And you know what? You know what France has? Superheroes. French superheroes. It's the greatest thing. It's so good. Because Ben Grimm goes to France and goes on adventures with French superheroes. It's amazing. It's it's seriously one of the best issues in the entire Civil War arc. Go and read it immediately. It's great. It's one of my favorite, favorite things. So, next up, uh, the pro side, Iron Man side, tricks the anti side, cap side, into talking. Kind of draws them into the public just to have a conversation. Iron Man wants to talk to Cap with all of his basically superhero army behind him while Cap undoubtedly will bring his superhero army because, you know, conflict. Um, Cap, however, is one step ahead. He attacks Iron Man, attaches a weird little thing to his glove and kind of shuts down his armor and, and a giant fight happens. A big huge fight it's it's the thing that you want to see uh and there's we've gone through all these stupid reasons to see it big giant it's the it's the airport fight sort of um because all this is going on right and then thor shows up now it's worth mentioning that thor got ragnarokked shortly before shortly before all this went down like, Thor got full Ragnarok. He doesn't exist anymore. His hammer fell to Earth. The first tie-in issue of all of the Civil War stuff is the Fantastic Four fighting Doombots and Doctor Doom to keep him from getting to the hammer because he wants to try and pick it up. Spoiler alert, he gets to it and can't pick it up. <gasps> Doctor Doom didn't pick up Thor's hammer? What a surprise. I'm as shocked as you are. So, this Thor shows up. Nobody knows what to do, but the first thing that he does is looks around and then blasts a hole through Bill Foster. He fires a hole through Giant Man. That's not friendly. And it's also not very Thor-like. Turns out, he was a clone. He was a clone made by Tony Stark and Reed Richards, who are both riding real high on the dick scale right now. They're like a nine. Because they... Because, one, they cloned their friend Thor, and two, their clone, who they forgot to make not super violent, killed their friend! It's not great. And it's a turning point. Uh, everybody realizes, oh, this is really bad. Uh, Iron Man is 100% off the reservation. I don't know. I don't know. that. God, that sounds, that sounds not good. That sounds like a bad, uh, one of those bad sayings that, like, people don't know where it came from, but it probably came from somewhere real bad. Just forget I said that. Tony Stark is not doing well. Brain-wise, Reed Richards was never doing well brain-wise, and people are getting killed. Uh, some heroes surrender and just register, and they're like, oh, we don't want a hole blown through us by your fake Thor. Uh, meanwhile, Human Torch, an invisible woman, they've had enough. 
they switch sides. They join Cap, they oppose the act. Reed Richards is left, literally, with no one. Now, there is an amazing issue where Reed summons the mad... Is he the mad tinkerer or the mad thinker? I'm going to say mad tinkerer because that's fun to say. Uh, and he says, I want you to look over my calculations. And the tinkerer is like, are you, are you kidding me? You're Reed Richards. There's no looking over your calculations. You're right. You're a genius, of course. And he's like, no, I want there to be something that I missed. So he looks over it and the mad thinker is like, nope, you didn't miss anything. This is really bad and it's your fault. So there we are. Spider-Man. He also is not cool with the whole Bill Foster thing, right? Uh, he's been wearing the Iron Spider suit, which is actually really freaking cool. Um, and uh, there's a there's a great scene where he gets in a fight with Captain America, and it's it, I feel like it's where his doubts start to come out, and he he talks about Cap throwing his shield at him and how he throws the symbol of the whole freaking country at him, and um, he realizes that you know Cap. Cap, when you fight him, it's not a bunch of moves. It's just one one flowing maneuver the whole time until the fight is over. And it's good. It's it's really, really good. Um at this point, Peter's really coming to terms with the fact that Tony's a huge dick. Um and if he didn't realize it before, that point was really hammered home. Uh, when Tony shows him the 42 prison. Spider-Man's had enough. He turns anti-registration. He tries to run uh, and get Aunt May and Mary Jane out. And uh, so, of course, Tony, being reasonable and having a great, you know, a good a good sense of what's going to happen and, 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 you know, at one eye on the future and able to predict, you know, what, what a good decision is, uh, sends the ex-villains after him, specifically his own ex-villains. So Spider-Man is now on the run from the law, being attacked and chased by his rogues gallery who now have legal permission to brutalize him. And they do. It's not... Anyway, um, he gets saved by the Punisher, who, incidentally, is excellent in the new Daredevil series. I'm not done. Don't spoil it for me. We'll do an episode about it, I promise. It's so good. Um, This leads to a conflict between Cap and Punisher, because basically uh, Punisher kills people, and Cap doesn't like that, even though Cap has killed people. Um... And so over in another section of the universe, Cable does a lot of stuff. I mean, like, really a lot. Cable does a whole bunch of stuff. Like, he's, like, overthrowing nations and shit. Um, and, and Deadpool was there. You know, super popular Ryan Reynolds before it was Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool! Deadpool! This was this was during the, the, uh, the excellent Cable and Deadpool series of comics. It, you should go read them. They're, they're very good. Cable did a lot of stuff. Oh, man. Go, go read it. Um, there was another uh, wonderful issue uh, in which Black Panther and Storm got married. They were married for a short period of time until, um, was it Avengers vs. X-Men broke them up? or I don't remember. There was some kind of conflict and they broke up. But they, they were happy now. They got married. It was, it was great. There was some, uh, the, the writing was very good. There were some excellent moments between Spider-Man and Man-Ape. That's right, Man-Ape. Um, 
And, of course, being the gracious host that he is, T'Challa invited both Tony Stark and Steve Rogers to the wedding. Now, to be fair, it went better than expected, in which they didn't punch each other, uh, and no one, not, not even one wedding guest, got killed by a Thor clone. So, hey, that's, you know, that's a win. Um... So, uh, I want to talk real quick about one of the more interesting storylines uh, which took place in the Civil War Frontline series, which was Speedball. Robbie Robertson, I think his name, or Robbie... I don't, I don't know his last name. His name's Robbie. His name's Speedball, right? He was the only one who survived the incident. Uh, his power saved him. He went pinging halfway across the country, and... But they burned out. The biological mechanisms kind of burned out, right? Um, he was obviously imprisoned. Uh, his He was given counsel in the form of Jennifer Walters. You may know her as She-Hulk. He, uh, she said that um, he was in a coma when the act was passed, and so he never had a chance to register. And then he says, I don't want to register. This is ridiculous. Silly. And also, he has no powers, um, to be fair. Either way you look at it, it's not going to go well for him, and it doesn't. He gets put into prison in the general population. He gets beaten constantly because they call him, quote, baby killer. Um, it's bad. It, it's, it's, he's just beaten constantly in prison. Um, he wants to set an example, and he challenges the biggest guy to a boxing match and he's getting beaten to just, just to salt, just the crap kicked out of him and his powers kick in. Uh, unintentionally the ring is destroyed. Everyone in the near vicinity is out. So he's put into solitary again and he learns his parents never want to see him again. He gets a chance to testify before Congress. She hulks like, all right, let's do this. It's, it's, this is going to, is going to be good for everybody. He's going to chambers so he can testify, and he gets shot. He gets put in an ambu ambulance, his powers activate again, and... <sighs> even She-Hulk is hurt. And she's She-Hulk. It's in her name. He goes to prison for a long, another long period of time. The Raft, which you may remember from a certain film that came out. Uh, and then a bunch of supervillains escape and kind of use him as a human shield, and he blows them up, but it doesn't matter, and he gets away. Basically, what all this amounts to, his powers can only be activated when he's in great pain. So, he does what any sensible person would do. He gets a suit made with a bunch of spikes inside of it. One for each person killed in Stanford, because that makes perfect sense. He changes his name from Speedball to Penance, and he might have been a supervillain. I don't remember, but either way, it's, it's a fascinating and really it's well-written storyline and heartbreaking to see what speedball goes through and ends up as penance now you know the world turns upside down has been turned upside down yeah and uh so i think he's speedball again who knows either way it's it's crazy so finally uh, the anti-registration forces attempt a prison break at 42. Turns out, everyone had spies everywhere, and a huge battle ensues on both sides, starting in the negative zone, and then moving to New York, because Cap tells Cloak 
to teleport everybody. Sure. Shit goes absolutely crazy. Reed Richards gets shot. Cap beats Tony, and just as about he, just as he's about to, I guess, decapitate him with his shield, he's stopped by a bunch of cops and firefighters who are attempting to curb the destruction the fight has caused because they teleported into the middle of New York City. Cap surrenders. Tells everybody to stand down. And that's it. That's it. There's a little bit of aftermath. Nothing super serious, you know? Uh, Captain America gets shot and killed. Iron Man gets sad and then becomes the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Aunt May gets shot and killed, and as a result, the best years of Spider-Man are erased forever. Oh, and then Obama repealed the whole thing. Seriously. Seriously, a few years later, um, he, in the comics, repeals the Superhuman Registration Act. I'm not making it up. Look it up, nerds. And with that a big, crazy chapter in Marvel history comes to a close. Now, a lot... Uh, this is comics, so a lot of crazy stuff happens afterwards, and it it, it kind of, like, culminates in the... You know, you get the Secret Invasion, and then you get the um, Dark Reign stuff, and then you get Siege, which is very, very good. But long story short, that I mean, that's... That's Civil War. That's the comics. Now, for the movie... That's another story. But before we can talk about that, we need to hear another commercial from one of our beautiful sponsors. We'll be right back with more Panel Riot. In or around the Pittsburgh area? Check out Metamorphosis, Pittsburgh's only full-service organic salon, spa, and wellness studio. Haircut? Check. Manny? Check. Petty? Check. Massages, highlights, sauna, and facials? Absolutely. We even offer professional yoga classes daily. Visit us at SpaPGH.com. That's S-P-A-P-G-H.com today. Because when you feel good, you look even better. Thank you. It's Metamorphosis. You're my happy place. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to panel riot we're talking about civil war and here's your warning here's your second warning it's a big one spoilers uh making a grabby face with my hands spoilers i want to grab you by your cheeks so you know i'm saying it. spoilers we're gonna talk about the movie if you haven't seen it don't listen to this unless you're not gonna see it you just want to hear me talk about it which is weird but hey man whatever you like Spoilers. So, the movie is very different from the comic uh, in a lot of ways. In most of the ways, actually. Spider-Man's in it, which is great. He's real good in it. Um, But the, the general idea in the film is that the Avengers doing their avenging has caused a lot of collateral damage. And the government has had enough. And so they come up with this thing called the Sokovia Accords, which basically makes the Avengers a gun that the UN can point wherever it wants to, right? There's no registration of superhumans necessarily. If there is, I missed that part, which I don't think I missed that part. So Cap 
thinks it's a bad idea. Tony thinks it's a good idea. And I'm going to cut straight to this point right off the bat because this is important, I feel. Tony thinks it's a good idea. He wants to register. He's on board. He said, we need to be regulated. We need people, an oversight committee, you know, there has to be there has to be some form of control. And the second, the second they tell him don't go do something, he does it. He immediately invalidates his entire argument because he runs off to help Cap and Bucky at the end of the movie, even though they tell him not to. Come on. I'm sorry. I got a little upset. I got a little upset, but it just that 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 part bothered me more than anything else in the movie. Um, which isn't saying much. It, nothing else really bothered me in the movie. It's great. It's really, really good. It's interesting. It's fascinating. It's a huge amount of characters. I think it's like 12 main characters, and you care about what's happening to all of them. Even a Hawkeye, who's only in it for you know just a, a few minutes and just has a handful of lines, you care about him. They did great with the villain, Daniel Bruhl. Knocked it out of the park with Baron Zemo. He did a great job. I love him, and I'm so glad he didn't shoot himself at the end. Oh, and who stopped him from shooting himself? Black Panther. Black Panther. T'Challa. Chadwick Boseman. Again, just killing it. Just killing it in this film. Okay, the, the action scenes are obviously amazing they're super well done they would have to be because that's not only just what people expect but i mean they they do a great job but one of my favorite things is their the fighting styles of each character is unique and the way that black panther fights is is different from how uh, hawkeye fights and and from how uh black widow fights you know what i mean their their hand to hand combat styles not just their weapon use and his is it's more brutal and it's also more graceful, which is just just wonderful to see. When he's attacking the Winter Soldier, when he's fighting with Bucky, you can see that he's out for revenge. He is seriously, uh, you know, there's passion behind that, and it's it's super well done. And the beautiful thing is he doesn't even use his claws that often. He doesn't try to. They only come out for special occasions. Uh, and the fighting is still absolutely wonderful. I also want to mention um, Black Widow, who I, I almost called Scarlet Spider for some weird reason. <laughs> oh, I'm tired and confused. Um, Black Widow, her her fighting style has uh, evolved from film to film. And, and hers also is more, more intense and more brutal and the... The, the fight choreography in this is, is wonderful. All the action scenes, of course, are well done. Although, I, I do have a complaint that, especially for the first half of the film, they lean so heavily on that shaky cam action scene, and I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I've hated it since uh, uh, the, the Dark Knight, the Batman Begins. That ruined that movie for me. I don't like Batman Begins. Do not send me letters trying to get me to like it. It's It's... It's just lazy, shaky. I mean, haven't we gotten past this? Why are we still mired in shaky cam action scenes? This isn't a low-budget cop drama on the CW. This is a massive production, and yet we're still doing lazy, shaky cam action shots. It makes me crazy. Aside from that, 
And, and that's that's even the frustrating part. Why would you shake the camera? I can tell that the action is really good. You don't have to shake the camera. I'm sorry. It was good. It was. It was <laughs> Everybody did a great, great job in this film. Everybody just acted the hell out of it. They knew that they only had a you know a handful of lines each, basically, unless you're Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr., who, of course, did amazingly well. Um, and everybody everybody did a fantastic job. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, who I I was on the fence about. I'll admit I was on the fence about her uh, her Scarlet Witch and, and kind of her in uh, in general, but she really became one of my favorite characters in this film. She brought real emotion and real conflict to um to the scarlet witch and she did a great job she she did an absolutely wonderful job paul bettany goes without saying i've loved him since i saw him in wimbledon and i've loved him ever since there's no two ways about it with uh with him now let's talk briefly about spider-man i like spider-man I don't know if you could tell. I'm a, I'm a fan of Spider-Man. So when they started making movies, hey, great, Spider-Man movie. I'm going to go see that. And I did. And I saw the first one. It was it was pretty good. I don't like Tobey Maguire. I still don't like Tobey Maguire. But you know what? Spider-Man 1, good stuff. Spider-Man 2, amazing stuff. I loved Spider-Man 2. I haven't watched it in a long time, but um, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock was brilliant. Absolutely phenomenal love spider-man 2 I, <laughs> spider-man 3 was another story if you want to go back and listen to to episode number 27 you will know what i thought about spider-man 3 and you can experience that pain with me uh and, and i was joined by mike sorg friend of the show mike sorg the man himself the sorgatron um, and then they uh, they did the Andrew Garfield Andrew Garfield I loved Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man he did a great job fantastic didn't see the second one still haven't sorry sorry to all involved specifically Andrew Garfield you were doing a great job man just and Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy fantastic those two were the best parts of those films um, that being said this is the best Spider-Man ever best movie Spider-Man ever. I did really enjoy the cartoon, the, the cartoon series. I really, really enjoyed that. But, um, yeah, best movie Spider-Man ever. Oh, they just, in ten minutes, covered his origin story. No need to go any further. We don't need to rehash that for Spider-Man Homecoming. Please don't rehash it for Spider-Man Homecoming. There's no reason. We get it. Uncle Ben. You didn't even have to say his name. Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. That brought me such joy. I love Marissa Tomei in anything and everything. And the fact that her and Robert Downey Jr. got to uh, have a scene together and um, that it was a little nod to the to the relationship they had and when they were in Only You together, the uh, fantastic romantic comedy, uh, Only You, it, it was great. Pure joy. Which, of course, leads us to the airport scene, which, come on. That was phenomenal. That was just a delight. Um, Ant-Man, everything that Ant-Man did, I love Paul Rudd in general, and he did he did a great job with his 
relatively <laughs> oh, oh no oh i almost made a pun uh, his small part in the film <laughs> i hate me um he did a, he did a wonderful job the whole airport scene was great and uh the the ending with baron zemo and tony tony's parents and and winter soldier and all of that fighting was it was it was great it was it was just go see it go see the movie that's it that's all i can tell you go and see the movie you will not be disappointed but boy oh boy you really got a plan for this one it is long this is a long movie uh 147 minutes 100 that's so long man it's so long but it's it's good it's worth it, it it's not the kind of movie where you're gonna sit there staring at your watch um one last thing though I will say about it is that it's dark. It is I think the darkest Marvel movie that we've seen thus far. Um and that includes the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy where the little kid watches his mother die of cancer. That's messed up, right? Well, in this one grown-up kid Tony Stark watches his parents get punched and choked to death. That's not great. Um it's dark. It's undercut by humor, and it's uh, it's undercut by adventure, and it's just it's it's great. Go and check it out at your earliest convenience. One more thing, a couple more things actually, but this one specifically, we've got fan mail. Oh man, I love fan mail. Fan mail makes me tingly. Let's get into it. Civil War, obviously. It's from Mad Mike. Hey, guys. Mad Mike here. I probably could have just... Never mind. Card-carrying member of Team Underoos. And, as of press time, I've seen Civil War two times, and it holds up as well the second time as the first. I'm sure you'll get several emails about this movie, so I will just list my three favorite parts. Full spoiler alert. Oh, they've been warned. Oh, they've been warned. Number one, Spider-Man. Everything about him, from his voice to both suits, Hot Aunt May, mechanical web shooters saluting Cap, the Queen's Brooklyn references, and finally, a spider signal. They did this so right, and it makes me want Homecoming right now. Number two, the friction between Falcon and Bucky. It's great when Cap's two best friends just jab at each other the whole movie, especially when they're both fighting the aforementioned wall crawler. I did not mention that, but I 100% agree. Number three, Black Panther. T'Challa if you're nasty. As soon as I saw 42, I knew Chadwick Boseman would make an excellent King of Wakanda. And boy, howdy, was he awesome. The fight scenes with him were stellar, and even the lighter scenes with him talking to Widow were great. Number four, Giant Man. Wow. That's all for me. And just a shout-out to Agent M from Marvel, who was at the Alamo Draft House and gave me a huge stack of Civil War tie-in books for winning the pre-movie trivia contest. Thank you very much, Mad Mike. I appreciate you writing in. And if you listeners out there also want to write in, head over to panelriot.com and click the link that says Contact. It's It doesn't get easier than that. Or does it? Or does it? I think I mentioned something about how it's easier in the outro, so let's get into that. Uh, oh, the outro. <laughs> yeah, let's, get, let's, let's, let's talk about that. First of all, 
I would like to sincerely thank you for listening to Panel Riot, the only podcast in the world with three Michelin stars. That's right, folks. We got the third one. Would you like to know more? Good news. More is available. You can find us at our beautiful base of operations, panelriot.com. It's newly renovated. It does everything we need it to do. Go and check it out. It's beautiful. I'm happy as a clam. From there, you can do all manner of things, including donating to the cause. These donations, these Patreon donations are the reason we can have a beautiful website. They're the reason we can post in so many different places because you fine folks are giving back. You're putting your money where my mouth is. And I, I'm doing my best to give back. And I really, really appreciate it. It's, it's never been a better time to become a Patreon supporter of Panel Riot. Aside from my undying gratitude... You get Patreon exclusives, comic reviews, interviews, other bonus content, as well as new donation rewards. It's all happening. Click the link on panelriot.com that says Patreon and go from there. You will join the ranks of the glorious, the wonderful supporters currently helping the show run smoothly with their hard-earned dollars. To that end, our sincere thanks to Ellen Hemington at Coyotitude. Coyotitude with a C. I always screw it up. Meredith Staten at Mare Bear Doodles. She's a delight. Tony Garza at The W Revolution. Ha! Tony Ed Burke at Ed Burke 37. Ed Burke is the best. Oh, of course. Oh, the man himself. Our benevolent overlord who... The man who swirls the lightning at Sargatron, he makes it happen! On a scale of 1 to 10, they are the best. You can find us on Twitter at Panel Riot. I'm at DJ Lunchbox. You can also follow Internet Sensation and Panel Riot intern, intern Stan at Intern Stan. You can also follow our wonderful sponsor, The Petri Family, the family that took time to bring you good wine at Petri Wine. Finally, and I can't believe this. I don't know how it happened. Watson finally has his own Twitter page. Watson. Watson, come here. Here, buddy. Hey. Where where, where can people find you? Uh, hey, no. Look over here. Over here. Watson. Watson. What? Yes. Yeah, over here. Where can people find you online? Great stuff. Thanks, buddy. You getting any followers? Wow. That's that's a lot. Wow. Good for you, man. That's more than I have. Uh, our show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including iTunes. You can also head over to panelriot.com and click the link that says most recent episode. It does what it say it do. We're also now, now, fresh and new, available on Google Play Music. That's right. They have podcasts, and we's one of them. If you're an iTunes listener, please rate and review the show. It helps more people find the podcast, and you will become incredibly rich. In spirit, if you do. I want to know what you think of the show. Please, please, please email us, panelriot at gmail.com. Tell me what you're reading, what you like, what you don't like, whose side you're on, whose side you're not on, why you're on that side why there shouldn't be sides, why Iron Man just completely defeated his own argument. Sorry. Okay. 
Thanks for listening, True Believers, and remember, life is too short to read bad comics. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves some wine. Petri wine.